Hello everyone and welcome to the 11th episode of the Kent Non-League Football Podcast. We've got another jam-packed week for you after another busy week of, of non-league football in Kent. Um, plenty's gone, there's four interviews coming up so you'll you'll be able to not listen to me and Matt prattle on for as, as long as we have done in other weeks perhaps. Um, obviously I'm John Phipps and Matt Gerard is on the line. First of all Matt, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks uh, John. Yeah, it's uh, Kent episode 11, I think I'd find a squad number if it'd be 11 so uh, I'll do that. At the moment, that'd be my squad number. But episode 11, yeah, and we get good feedback, which is great to hear. So, 11, does that mean you're a winger then, does it? Low wing. I know I always thought it was about saying I was a centre forward, but I quite like the number 11. So, um, we'll be at left wing, I suppose, 11. But, you know, I'm no right gig in various things of his lifestyle, so there you go. <laughs> and obviously, you had no games this week. How was the cross country? Very well organised in the planet from that point of view. So, 900 kids running around, but I quite enjoyed it. it was Really uh, well organised. Uh, my daughter came fiftieth, about hundred and fifty. So she was she was pleased and good uh, family time. So I always recommend if you live in a family area and you've got kids of primary school age, do the cross country. It's very well organised. And of course, it keeps them fit, fit and off the sweet, so they like to eat. Excellent. Well, enough about uh, our personal lives. Um, so it's been it's been a busy week, and this week we're going to actually start with in the Southern Counties East League. Um, on Tuesday night, I headed over to to see Sheffield United take on Canterbury City in that division. Um, it turns out that an island is not the woman's place to spend a Tuesday night, um, but it was a decent game, if, if at times a little bit fiery. Um, Sheppey have gone through goalkeepers like, I don't know, knives through butter, I guess, is, is, is the way you can put it. I think they won about the seventh already of the season. And they had Steve Lawrence in, uh, former Tunbridge Wells keeper, making his debut last night. We had a couple of good saves in the first half to keep, uh, keep Sheppey level. And then they took the lead. It was a long ball played forward by Ian Batten, from, literally from a Canterbury attack. Remmel Davis chased the ball down, got there, tucked the ball away, 1-0. Canterbury, I thought they had a good shout for a penalty. They were level with the last kick of the first half. It was a really well-taken strike by Matt Martin. Um, after the break, it was still fairly tight until Sheppey took the lead. Now, Matt, I read a, an article lately about um, how goalmost scrambles have gone out of fashion. Well, that was not the case last night. It was incredible. It was a really good move. Brilliant football. A fine flowing move. And it ended with Hichem Akazan being clean through. I thought he was going to score. Brilliant save by Jack Delo. Fell to Davis. And then he had a shot cleared off the line. It only went as far as Akazan, who had another go, cleared off the line again. And then they all just converged on the goal line. And Davis forced the ball in. Um, and it was it was bundled home. And the celebrations were incredible. All the Sheppey players were virtually to a man on top of Davis on the goal line with their with their fans behind him. And it was a great moment. And, and Matt, uh, goldmouth scrambles, they don't seem to happen as much as they used to, do they? No, they're, they're sort of the doyen of the Danny Baker video, isn't it, back in the day of the early 90s. Yeah, you don't normally see it because, again, maybe, probably, I always think about goldmouth scrambles because it's, the pictures are muddy, the ball gets stuck in there, you can't clear it away from that point of view. But again, can it be silly putting their bodies on the line by the sound of it? Sheppy, uh, you know, using that little bit of extra now. So, and that's what it was. You missed that in football, yeah. Good old goldmouth scramble that goes in. And normally it used to come, as the football term, the word you probably never use, after, it comes after a melee as well. We never used the word melee in anything apart from a, a goldmouth scramble as well. So that sounds like uh, one for the record book that last night. It's very similar to how you only get, ever get revelers on New Year's Eve, that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so after after that, City pushed for a leveller, but they, just, they couldn't find a way through. And then Joe Nelder was sent off for a second yellow card. Well... I've seen a lot of red cards in my time and I've not seen many clearer. I, I actually had a really good view because I was looking straight at him and his face when he caught the bloke was as if to say, oh, it was it was right near the end. It was a cynical foul. That was that. 
Um, Dave Pilcher was denied by a great save from Lawrence to the free kick. In stoppage time, Timmy Babington sub for Sheppey, burst through, and he larrups one home from 30 yards, sealed the win. Brilliant three points for Sheppey. And um, that win took them up to third in the league table. Afterwards, I, I spoke to the Sheppey boss, Ernie Batten, and I started asking him if he was pleased with his side's performance. Yeah, I thought, I thought. I mean, I've just said to the lads down there that we've gone, uh, I think we've gone 10 unbeaten now, and, and, and I think we've possibly won seven or eight of them. Uh, and we've been doing that in style, you know, with some great football. Um, we we pass, try to pass the ball well and, and create chances and, and be a bit exciting and expansive in our play. But I thought tonight was the first time we've really had to dig in. I thought Canterbury were a decent side. And uh, we had to battle, we had to show different qualities tonight. Um, and I thought we, we weathered a little bit, you know, that they came at us and, um, and then we tried to play our football. So I thought it was a very good game of football um, and very pleased to get the result. Uh, the second goal was was quite incredible. What a scramble that was. Well, it, it came from what I thought was the best move of the match. There was about, I don't know, six, seven, eight passes, interchanging passes, and the ball was played in the box. It was a shot, came back. I think there was another one. I lost count. I think there was four or five efforts, weren't there, in that, in that, in that one move? Four, was there? Yeah. Yeah, it was incredible. And to get the goal, because normally when that happens, it, they normally scramble it away, the other team, you know, but to, get, to end up getting the goal was, was terrific. And generally, you've got to be so pleased with how you're doing so far this season. Yes, I am, because, you know, we, we decided uh, uh, during a close season that we were going to try and improve the team. Um, I brought, I think, seven, eight, possibly nine new players in. Um, they've had to gel, uh, and I think we've been improving as the season's gone on. And, we, we, you know, we're now starting to get into a pattern of play. And, um, you know, I think, I think we're, we're capable of winning uh, any game in this league on, on a given day. And I mean, you're flying high in the table as well, which is, are you a manager who looks at the table or are you not too worried, especially because it's so uneven at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've mean, i talked to other managers and I think we all agree that it's possibly the strongest scaffold league, including the old Kent League going back many years, that I can remember with probably five, six, seven teams all, all, all vying, um, you know, to, 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 to get in, in, the, in the top six. Um, and, you know, I, there's no easy games. I think we can. You can go anywhere. You could go to a bottom six side, and it'll be a real tough game and, and hard to get the points. Obviously, this weekend you've got the Kent Senior Trophy. Um, I, I guess when you're still in the Vars, you're flying high in the league. That's not number one priority, is it? No, it's not. But we've got a squad here now, and, and um, it's like to, it's like I've been really pleased last sort of two or three games when we've made substitutions again again tonight with Timmy Babington. People, people have come on and they've made contributions, you know, and I think that. That tells you something about the strength of the squad, um, you know. And uh, any any of them sixteen would have a right to play, you know, be in the starting lineup. And looking at your squad, you said you've brought in a lot of players. There's a few players that I've known, I've seen that other. But to get these players from a higher level, they're coming in. Mm. You know, your Luke Harvey's, your Tom Brunt's, Hitchum, yeah. Luke Gert, who's been fantastic. The two times I've seen you play so far this season, yeah. it's, it's, it's good to get those players in, and obviously they want to play for you. I think that's. I think that's right. I think. I think. Um, you know, it's hard to get players to, 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 to drop down from that level. But, you know, what we try and say to them is, look, this is what you're coming to. Um, we are pressing as hard as we can to get to that next level. Um, and we're going to, hopefully, you know, we can kind of guarantee that you'll enjoy yourself on, on being at the club. Um, and, and that's what we offer the players. And um, so far, I think if you spoke to any of them players, they'd be really happy they've made the move here. Mark, I'm guessing you've never been to uh, to Sheppey United, but they've got a really nice setup over there. They've got a nice ground. Um, the, the pitch is fantastic as well, and their performances so far this season have been absolutely superb. 
Yeah, we're like at gate of 261 as well on a, on a cold uh, Tuesday night. Um, I think that's absolutely fantastic. And what he said there, that they're a club on the up and good support, good players, and you know, what, what could be their achievements this season. And I think, again, what he said about that being the league so tight, he thinks they've probably got a chance to do well in this division and carry on. They're in third place at the moment. Again, very higgledy-piggledy in the league because certain sides have played more than everybody else, but good home form. And you get entertainment as well out there, you know, averaging four goals a game at home as well this season. So, all in all, I think um, they're a club that, you know, probably go under the radar a little bit, but they seem to have a good back end, a good ground, as you said, and maybe one of these sides you think maybe the, the Boston, Devon Bostick South could be the way forward for them. It's very interesting. I mean, I, I, I make no secret, I, I live just over the, over the Bridgham Sheppey, and I'd never been at all until um, I went a couple of weeks ago when they played Tunbridge Wells in the Vars. And do you know what? Both times I've been, I know a few people in and around the club who I've worked with in the past. And there's a guy I played cricket with who was there last night. And it's such a warm and welcoming club. And I, I've really enjoyed myself the two times I've gone there. And I think that, you know, being the only sort of club at that level in that in that area. And I mean, where I, even though I live in Sittingbourne, it probably takes me the same amount of time to get there as it does to get up to Woodstock Park. There's no reason why Sheppey can't grow. That You know, that. A lot of people live on the Isle of Sheppey, but you know they, they've got the opportunity to to get people in. They're getting three hundred people in now, and there's certainly some teams in the Bostick South who would love crowds like that. Yeah, and they've got some players who know this level. You know, you mentioned Hitchin and Sittingbourne. He's been the Sittingbourne legend, played for numerous times from there. So, and you know, he left his Sittingbourne, where you know he was a legend at that point. He'd gone to this club, and they've got players in knowing this level. And as he said in the interview earlier, there, he can attract players because they can see what they're doing off the pitch. The facilities are good. Etc. Like that, the days of maybe players going to City Morning, they sit for a fantastic start to the season, no doubt about that. Then maybe the Sheppey are the way to go and get these players in, better quality players. They, you know, some of these players could be playing Devon Premier, or even Devon South. So, you know, you can see what they're doing off the pitch is working out well. Yeah, and, and what of Canterbury? I mean, they're a side that I think we we thought would do quite well this season. They're tenth in the table at the minute, and um, they certainly got stuck in at times last night. There was there was certainly some some challenges that were worthy of yellow cards. And as I say, that they had the red card right at the end. And it must have been a frustrating night for Canterbury because they looked quite good at times, but at other times they didn't really work the keeper well enough. They weren't clinical enough in front of goal. Um, after the game, I spoke to their manager, Ben Smith, who apparently listens to the show. So um, it was nice to meet him last night. And he said to me when I was chatting to him before we started the interview, he said, oh, I recognise your voice now. So that's promising. At, at least he's listened. Anyway, here is Ben talking about how... Um, how he felt after Canterbury went down to a 3-1 defeat at Sheppey United. You're disappointed that you, you've come away with the defeat? Yeah, I, I think uh, anyone in the ground could see we probably, probably the, yeah, quite easily the, the better side in the first half. And second half, we, we again, you know, I think they, they put us under pressure early on, but I felt we were a better side again in the second half. It's easy to say that coming off. It's, it sounds like sour grapes, isn't it? We were a better side. But, it's, you know... If you don't take your chances when you've got the chances, you're going to get punished, you know. And, and we did in the end there. I mean, the second goal. I mean, it's we've blocked it about three or four times. Jack Delo's made some great saves, and it seems as if the the fans behind the goal sucked it in. It really, you know, really felt like that. Um, so it's really disappointing to be honest with you because it's a 50-50 game that we've lost again. Um, it seems a bit of a theme with us. Whitstable Town, we played well, but haven't quite got the win and when we felt we, we you know really deserved something out of the game um, so yeah it's, it's really frustrating and the players are you know really down in the dressing room at the minute 
you've had a, a you had a bright start, but you've, you've tailed off a little bit lately, and, and I guess you, you must be desperate to get back to winning ways. No, definitely. We started really well, um, but then it's, it's it's been a case of uh, injuries have struck and player unavailability. I mean, every team has it. I'm you know I'm I'm aware of that. Um, it sounds like it, again sour grapes, but. You know, when you're having 10, 11 players of a squad that are unavailable to you for injury, suspension, um, holidays, honeymoons, it just cripples you. Um, and to get any consistency, you know, it's been really hard to honest you. It seems like we've had everyone here for the cup games, and then suddenly it's a league game and we're struggling. Don't be wrong, tonight we had a, we had a good side out. Um, players coming back. Saturday we had a good side out, players coming back. You know, so it's not, you know, um, it's one of those tonight where we've we've just come come off worse after I thought we played well. Saturday we didn't deserve anything against Beckenham, but tonight, I've, yeah, I thought we certainly deserved something in the game. You certainly got stuck in your, your boys. You a bit worried about the, you know, there was a lot of yellow cards there, and I know it wasn't the ref's finest night, but there were a few few challenges there that he was probably right to get the yellow card out. Yeah, I, I think you could see the frustration boiling over in the, in the players' sponsorship. They want it so much. Saturday, I didn't see enough uh, passion from them, question the character of the lads, and tonight I think we, we saw that from them. Um, we, we asked to have you know, a squad of players tonight that actually cared what the result was at the end, um, and I think we saw that. So sometimes, yeah, they can, it can boil over, but I think there's times when your squad needs to show that, um, and we certainly showed it tonight. We, did, we weren't overawed by the crowd, you know, we, we got stuck into them. Uh, you know, we've asked them to do, you know, to to be strong, and physical, which we haven't been in the past, and they've done that tonight. Um, so I can't knock them for that. The red card at the end there, Joe Nelder, you know, he, he said afterwards um, he forgot he was on a booking. It's one of those they're breaking away. We're going for it. It's, it's a professional foul, isn't it? It's, just, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a red card offence. So I've got no complaints about that with the referee. Uh, Kent Senior Trophy on on Saturday. Where's that ranking your priorities? Uh, well, after after the last two results, it's ranked pretty highly now. Um, if you said that two weeks ago, I'd have said you know it's a nothing game. Um, but we've we've got to go to Lid. We we're going to be a you know a strong side at home. Uh, they'll certainly be very very up for it. We played in pre-season. They kicked lumps out of us. Um, so we're expecting that again, um, but it's, a, it's an opportunity for me to give some of the players that haven't had quite a quite a chance recently an opportunity, um, give them a give them a run out really, give them minutes, um, and hopefully they can stake a claim for a shirt in the Vars next week. Is it frustrating when you're trying to build momentum to keep chopping and changing competitions? Wouldn't you rather just have a run of league games? Yeah, definitely. Um, but it's, you know, we are where we are, and we have we have to play all the small, you know. Smaller rounds of the competitions, so it's it's the same for everyone. So I can't complain on that front, really. Yeah, and just finally for for, for Canterbury as a club, how important is it to get this new stadium sorted? Oh, it's get massive. Back to the city? Absolutely massive. You know, it's hard to draw people to come to us at Deal. You know, it's the it's the middle of nowhere. It's the end of nowhere. No one wants to go down there. No one really wants to, to join you there. Once we get a ground, it's all looking positive at the moment. Um, it gives you a real sort of place to, to, to call home. <laughs> our, uh, our home form hasn't been great the last couple of seasons. Um, so hopefully we can get that ground and, you know, we can really build a fortress there. The same as, you know, look at Sheppey tonight. The club, you know, the club's excellent, you know. Um, facilities, like it, it is, it is a, you could call this home for them, you know. Uh, whereas we've got nothing like that. Um, so hopefully that, that changes. And I think if we get a ground in Canterbury, we'll, we'll have quite a big support as well.
what I thought was really interesting there, Matt, was um, talking about the ground and saying, as we were just saying ourselves about Sheppey, how they've got a base, how they've got a home. And getting back to Canterbury and having their own stadium is going to be massive for Canterbury City, isn't it? Oh, yeah, Canterbury, you know, I remember at the Kings, uh, Kingsmead Stadium many a year from that. Canterbury hasn't really been a, a footballing town. Uh, I think they're looking to move to a sort of bridge on the outskirts of that 3G and facilities that the rugby club could use as well. So, from that point of view, Canterbury, it's... It's got a good population, a lot of students, a lot of people living there. Again, if they can get a successful side, I think their main thing is within five years, they'd like to be in the National League South, at least level from that point of view. Again, it's just building up that momentum off the field and on the, on the field from that point of view. I thought they'd do a little bit better Canterbury than they have this season, but it's such an inconsistent league from that point of view. But, yeah, you know, arguably, I don't know, Maystone, of course, the county town, probably Canterbury's probably got the next population from Maystone. He may even have more. So, there's definitely the... Um, people there and you would have thought Canterbury and part of Ken because you know there's a bit of a hotbed of football in the, the southeast of, of England really that they, they should be doing better than they are if they can get the support there just get the infrastructure being away for so many times away from the home you know not playing a deal and various other places it, it, it's going to be difficult but if they can do the work off the pitch you know there's no reason why they can't attract the gates and move up the leagues it has been such a long road for them to get back to get back to Canterbury I, I remember the Kingsmead Stadium I think we certainly once used to use their changing grounds when I played for the mighty Havelock Hammers. Uh, we we used to get changed there and then go and play on the field around the corner. And such a loss to the city tonight. I think at one point, Canterbury was the largest sort of urban area in, in England that didn't have a football team of any sort apart from your, your Sunday league team. So for them to be back there, that, that they have got amb- big ambitions there. But they need to get the infrastructure in place. Like you say, it's one of those things, isn't it? It is almost, uh, if you build it, they'll come. I think when they've got their own ground, as Ben said there, it's hard to attract players to deal because it's like, yeah, do you want to come play for Canterbury? Oh, by the way, we actually play another 20 miles away right down on the coast. It is going to be hard for them to attract players like that. Yeah, again, it's always difficult. You know, you look at Maidstone, when they had that problem when they were playing at Sittingbourne and Ashford and places like that, you know, they had the core support, which, you know, Canterbury, may have a core, not as much as Maystone have, but they struggled through the league, struggled to get players from that point of view. Canterbury, there may be a lot of decent players around the Canterbury area who don't want to go to Deal and go to other sides because, you know, they don't want to travel to Deal from that point of view. But Canterbury, you know, it's a base there. I think, I think you're right about that. They're one of the highest places that didn't have a, you know, a decent football league, a football team. So, again, if they can get it right off the pitch, getting the ground is, you know, we've seen a lot of teams, you know, Dartford getting the ground, Maystone getting the ground, just kickstarts the, the club on and off the pitch. You can then have sort of things like kids coming through, etc. like that. It can really help a club out. I hope that Maidstone, I think they're trying to get plans in before the end of the year because we agree pretty soon. If that can happen, maybe we could see Canterbury fly high. Yeah, and elsewhere in that league, Seven Oaks are, are in top spot. They hammered Tunbridge Wells 6-2 on Tuesday. Another dreadful week for Tunbridge Wells. They lost heavily to Crowborough on, on Saturday. And I saw someone on Facebook saying, can't remember the last time we didn't concede four. Um, you know, they'll they'll be really disappointed with how things are going there. And it was a good win for Chatham on Saturday at Whitstable. Do you think maybe Chatham have turned the corner? I think that, out of all the sides this week, I think that'll do the result of the week for all our head sides winning at Whitstable. We didn't see that. They've got a new manager in. Um, that is a fantastic result for them. They need to pick it up. Ten games gone, only eight points on the board. I don't think they're going to be right end of the table, but just get the um, little bit of confidence and a little bit of joy from the supporters. But Tunbridge, yeah, Tunbridge Wells, not having a good time of it at the moment. But you look at Seven Oaks as well. Seven Oaks are a decent side on all their home games. And you look at their goal scorers from the from last night. There's some players who've played at a decent level. 
So um, Rory Hill, Byron Walker, um, maybe seven eight should be the side to to watch out for their players. Billy Bennett, I know he's been man house. He might be in a VCD at a time from there. So yeah, seven eight's doing well. But again, look at the gates. Well, two hundred and three at seven eight against Tunbridge Wells as well. So it's a the scaffold league has got something about it this year. And I think what the manager said, anybody can win it. So you need to go on a run. But you know, Tunbridge Wells against Crowe, a big derby, five hundred and one on on a non-league day. I'd be really disappointed with that. Tunbridge Wells just need a kick from somewhere, but it's just not happening for them at the moment. No, there's, there's no league games in the scaffold on Saturday due to the Kent Senior Trophy. Um, you'll have heard me ask both the managers on Tuesday night about that. And, and while it's not a priority for either of them, um, you know, Ben Smith in particular wants to get a win, which is which is understandable. But it still seems silly to me that they're playing these games at this point of the season. And, and what Ben said there about, you know, we've, we've got so many competitions at the moment and we have to accept that, that that's where we are. It, 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 he is right, but I just think that there's an extra le- level in there that doesn't need to be in there. Hi, I'm Stephen Watt, market manager, and you listen to Kent Non-League Podcast. Talking of cups, let's move on now to the, to the weekend's FA Cup fixtures. We can really only start with Dover's game against Bromley. Um, both sides in good shape, good wins for both at the weekend, away, f- away from home, miles away from home as well. Dover winning down at Torquay and Bromley up at Gateshead. The visitors have already won at Crabble so far this season, and obviously, Matt, we all know you're, you're a Dover fan. But are you worried about Saturday? Yeah, I am a little bit. The Dover side line up probably on Saturday will be very much similar to the side that played on the second game of the season back in August when Dover, you know, were hit on the counter attack beautifully by Bromley on both sides. And I thought Bromley deserved to win that game. Dover had plenty of chances. Goal, goalkeeper made some cracking saves, but Bromley that's a great result against Gateshead, particularly when you think about it. They've gone behind like 15 minutes to go and they've come back um, to score late with Brett Williams with a header and with a penalty well won by Jack Cullen. It shows a little bit of character. Neil Smith's doing an absolutely brilliant job at, at Bromley at that point of view. The expectations are probably less at Bromley than the other Kent sides in this division. So they're just sort of going under the radar from that point of view. Normally do well in the FA Cup as well, Bromley. So good support base there. Um, facilities. A club under the radar. Again, it'd be interesting. I don't think the league match makes any effect on today's result. You speak to the manager beforehand, they'll probably say, oh, it doesn't make any difference the, the league match on this sort of thing from, from that point of view. Go out and do it. Again, I think there's probably a fag paper in this game to decide who's going to win it. Um, of course, Dover, if they get in front, they're normally pretty solid, tough to break down. But if Bromley get in front, you can see what they did against Dover. Just sucked Dover in and hit beautifully on the counter-attack. So it's all uh, it's open. It should be a good game in front, hopefully a big crowd as well. So, you know, I'm hoping, of course, Dover win, but probably do it. I'm sure they, they all deserve to win, but it should be an interesting moment. Again, all you can see in the horizon after this is the first round of the FA Cup. Big clubs coming into the draw. Yeah, um, Mason at home to Enfield on, on Saturday. I'm guessing Jay Saunders, who was named Manager of the Month the other day, we hope he's already had the Manager of the Month curse ahead of that one because they've actually not been in great form so far in October with and they were held again at the weekend by Guiseley at, at the Gallagher and Jay Saunders will want to win, won't he? Well, the last three home games, when he picked up two points, when you think Gates said Guysley and Bromley, Bromley, of course, showing their form there by winning at Maidstone, which is which is the first team to do that this season. So, yeah, again, good tie, I think, for, for Maidstone Enfield. Um, I think they're not one of our Kent sides out in the previous round. I mean, BCD, they're not uh, Phoenix. The round, so Phoenix Sports, sorry, yeah. From that point of view, Enfield, big old non-league club back in the 80s. They were the club, and they'll be desperate getting the first round. But I think Maidstone... I think Loza may be back, at least at the appearance from the bench, that adds to it. Takes the pressure off uh, Hines a little bit, because you know, Sam York's injured and Pickett is that. You think um, at the moment Hines is the main man for Maystone, so Loza coming back, which is a good player, very similar player, can fall with that. I think it's a good draw for Maystone. Um, 
again, all the pressures on them, sort of thing. So, I think again, I think Jay sort of said in his after match on Saturday that the fans have got to be realistic. You can't turn up and win every week, and they'll expect them to beat Enfield. And it's got to play a little bit calm. And if Mason don't go behind, the fans have got to stay on their side because you don't need the fans on their back in the FA Cup because we know know how big it is for teams like Maystone to do that. And it also shows even more about the 3G pitches as well. Maystone can get through. Yeah, and, and talking of Enfield and 3G pitches, we'll move briefly on to Margate, who play Leatherhead. Um, long unbeaten run for Margate came to an end on Saturday as they lost to Enfield. Um, they beat Leatherhead in the league a couple of weeks ago. It should be a decent tie that down at Hartstown Park, again on a 3G pitch. 15 years since Margate were last in, in the FA Cup first round proper, so I've seen from them on Twitter. They'll be they'll be absolutely desperate to get through on Saturday, won't they? Yeah, I think Margate, you know, off the field... Um... Twitter accounts they're picking this game up hoping to get maybe 1500 Leatherhead are bringing quite a few supporters down as well so yeah it's I think again out of all the ties I don't think I could pick this one um, out of all the sides I think Leatherhead are doing well Sammy Moore of course Kent Connections done quite a good job there brought some more players in as well you know, I think all the Margate fans think as we beat them t- 10 days ago or 2 weeks ago we're going to win this game I think it'll be a tough old game and if anyone goes to the replay that could be the one from, from that point of view but I'm hoping for Margate. 15 years is too long for, you know, for long-suffering sports, particularly over the last year or so. Again, in the first round, there'll be some sort of party atmosphere. There should be a good atmosphere down at Hartdown Park because they'll be absolutely desperate to get that round. Yeah, and elsewhere we've got Ebbsfleet who lost on Saturday at Macclesfield. They go to East Thurrock and uh, folks are off to Slough. Uh, Slough in the Southern League Premier Division and I expect, Matt, you weren't following the Southern League Premier Division too closely on Tuesday night. Um, but Slough were 4-0 down after 18 minutes at Merthyr. After 50 minutes, it was still 4-0 to Merthyr. Final score, Merthyr 4, Slough 5. I mean, they're going to be absolutely buoyed by that. And I think that's a really tricky tie for Folkestone on Saturday. Right, to be fair, I didn't follow that. You know, I, I, I didn't know that. What a game that was. Merthyr 8, Slough, on Tuesday night, is a hell of a trek to go to. So, Slough doing really well. I think they're second in the league. That very good at home. Again, on a 3G surface at Slough as well. It, but all the ties that folks didn't get, it's probably one of the worst ones you could have got from that point of view. You could have got, you know, one of the sides in there. Uh, they'll probably know a lot more about the sides in the National League than they would do from Slough's point of view. Slough, are, you know, ex-National uh, League side many moons ago. But they've, again, they're a club who had nomadic existence over the years. They've moved back to the town, getting good gates. 3G service has done powers for them. And I think they could be promoted this season. It's a real tough one. It shows a bit of character as well. Falling down in Wales, winning 5-4. What a result that is from there. I think I'll have to look at the uh, match report on that one. But yes, a tough one for Folkestone. And again, Folkestone have been for about 12 years, I think it is themselves. And they'll be desperate to get in there. But to be honest, that's a horrible tie, I think, for Folkestone. It really is. And that just seems with Dartford, um, who played Burgess Hill on Saturday. I went to Dartford on Saturday and I saw them beat Bognor Regis Town 3-1. they, they played pretty well, actually. Bogner were, were pretty ropey at the back, but Bogner did score a very good goal, which um, I did tweet out from the, from our account on uh, on Monday, I think it was. A really good goal that Bogner got back to make it 1-0. Um, I was impressed by Dartford, and after the game, I spoke to manager Tony Berman, who's keen for them to have a run in the cup. And after you hear from Tony, you'll also hear from striker Alfie Pavey, who scored on Saturday and got a hat-trick in the cup the previous week. The FA Cup's... Uh... It, it, it means, you know, for the supporters, for the club, you know, and, it, and obviously the financial rewards. It's you, you've got to be in it, or you need to try and be in it. And uh, um, everyone likes to be involved with the FA Cup. It's the best competition in the world. Um, and you know, we've got to just be, uh, you know, we've just got to be in it as long as we can. 
Is it, it, it you know, but I guess a little bit of an unknown quantity, but you had that in the, in the last round, didn't you, when, when you went over yeah. to Needham Market? Yeah, we, we played Burgess a couple of years back when, you know, when they was top of the league, like, and we played them twice, and, you know, we know that it's going to be a tough game. Uh, but, you know, when you're in the draw, yeah. you, you like to have teams, you play teams below you, um, because in theory you should win, but you've also got to be, you know, careful that you, it's, you don't become the banana screen which the FA Cup can do to you. The minute you start thinking you're made or you've, you're through to the next round, you'll be out, and uh, it kicks you up the backside. So uh, we'll be pre- preparing for that game, like, you know, like is it, you know, that their top was top of the league, and uh, we'll have a go then. And obviously, looking at the league situation, it's so tight up the top. It is. Yeah, Have you been yeah. involved in anything like this? <laughs> uh, it is so tight. It's, um, but that's that's uh, that's a good thing, I think, and that's probably what we all thought is that there's no um, people with completely outstanding, um, um, far away budgets in the league. You know, we're all really. I think near enough around the same levels, and and, and one or two might argue about, it, but I, 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 that's what I think. You know, there's it's it's about getting your team right and getting your squad together, um, and, and money doesn't always win the leagues. It's um, it's you know don't guarantee it, and you, what guarantee is you get a, a group of guys who want to stay together and want to play for your club. And my uh, my po- I did a podcast with Matt Gerrard from Radio Kent, and at the start of the season he said to me, Dartford don't score enough goals. Well, you proved him <laughs> wrong, haven't you? <laughs> well. Um, I get sort of criticised sometimes, you know, because oh, why haven't we got an out-and-out goal scorer? And, uh, and um, yeah, they're good. But what if he's injured or something that you didn't know else score goals? You know, set pieces, set plays, corners, whatever. You know, you get your centre halves. Anyone can score goals. And uh, we and we've always, I've always wanted, you know, not just one person to score a goal. I want lots of people to score goals in, in our in our team. And uh, and we have that. And, but now I mean, you've got obviously Alfie he's, he's, he's stood over there but he's, he's in great form isn't he and that's what he you is. want you want to have a forward in that sort of streak yeah, absolutely and uh, you know he, he, he's had a knockback you know he, he, you know at the start of the season against you know with Welling and uh, you know their loss is our gain and and I've spoke to him in the summer I wanted him to stay here but he chose not to not to stay um, but having said that he's he, you know potentially he's going to be he, and can be very good just finally, obviously, 400 appearances. I, I thought he played really well today, but he's been, he's been great for you, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan's, you know, to make 400 appearances in this day and age is, is, is brilliant. And uh, he, you know, it's what he's achieved over that 400 appearances as well. You know, not only is he, he got us promoted, you know, if, you, if the averages and the percentages of what he actually does and create um, is fantastic. And I'm, if there's any regrets, you know, really, I think that. You know, there's, there's a few clubs out there who should have took a chance on him when he was 21, 22, and the full-time training, you know, what he, he lacks would have done him the world good. And uh, still, I think it's their loss and our game. You're in good form at the minute, aren't you? you must be pleased. Uh, yeah, I just said that um, it's going well for me. Um, nine goals in ten games, I think it is. So um, I can't let my standards drop. And I suppose today, I mean, at times they looked a bit shaky at the back and I guess the only disappointment is you only scored three? Yeah, you know, I've had a couple in the first half. Um, maybe the foot before I scored my goal, I had the header. Then the one that Hazy put it into me, I took the touch across him. I don't know why I ain't sure, I've just tried to take it around him. But yeah, that's that. And then I think I've had another one as well. Um, but everyone's had a few chances today and we could have been four, four, four up at half-time. Um, but you know, 3-1, we'll take that and we'll take the three points. Am I right it was a perfect hat trick last week, is that right? No. It wasn't, but we'll say it is. <laughs> you know, um, no, it weren't. Header and two right foot. 
Uh, but hat trick in the FA Cup, but it's, it's such a fantastic thing, such a fantastic competition. So the sort of thing you dream about as a as a young lad, isn't it? Yeah. Um, again, it's nice to uh, get a match ball. Although their manager did try to take the match ball off me and wouldn't give it to me because he said that's their that's their match ball. Um, but I managed to get it in the end. Um, but yes, it's nice. It is nice. Everything's going well for me. I'm very happy on and off the pitch. Uh, I've got a manager that really believes in me um, and has been honest with me from the start. And yeah, I've just got to keep on going. An FA Cup, how much does it mean? I mean, a club at this level to get into the first round proper, and I know obviously last year you got into the first round, got Sutton. You, you want to get into that hat and you want a big tie, don't you? Yeah, or you, you want a big tie, or you want a team where you think, oh, you know what, we fancy ourselves here today. But I fancy us against anyone, whether that's conference, League One, or League, League Two, you know. We're, on our day, we're frightening. Um, and when everyone's on it, um, we're dangerous. And, and to, to, to be in the cup, you know, the prestige, I mean, the possibility, to potentially nine minutes away from being on the telly, I mean, that, that is, is that something that you think about or is that something that you just sort of put to the back of your mind it's just a game, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's just a game, you know, we'll talk about that when it comes to it. Um, but at the moment, we're looking at Burgess Hill next week. Um, we've got to go there, we've got to do a job, and then we move on to the next league game. And just finding the league, I mean, it's so tight up there, isn't it? I think you're still fourth, but so many teams, so much congestion up there. And it's important that you keep winning because everyone around you is winning as well. Yeah, um, as long as we're doing what we what we need to do, um, getting the three points, then we shouldn't have no problems. You know, we've got a tough month this month. We've got Chelmsford, St Albans, teams that are around, in and around us. Um, so it's important that we, we we get our three points and, and hopefully push up that table. And I mean, ultimately, the aim is you want to be in and around the playoffs come the end of the season, don't you? At least, yeah. Um, if I'm honest, I think we're the best team in this league. I think we've got the best players in this league. Um, so I'd be wrong if I didn't say I think we can get promoted this year um, automatically. And yourself, you got a goal target? Uh, I did. I had an interview about two, three weeks ago, and I said I wanted ten before Christmas. So at the moment, I'm on the nine. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to take every game as it comes. Um, so Dartford, Burgess Hill, it's not an ideal tie, but given how they dispatched of Needham Market, which we said was going to be tricky for them in the previous round, they're going to be quite full of, full of confidence. Burgess Hill lost 5-0 at home at the weekend as well. So Dartford will go down their favourites, but they can't take anything lightly, can they? Well, I went to this tie stage last season with um, Dover at Burgess Hill. Tight little ground down that point of view. Um, Dover was too strong for Burgess Hill. I think they won 5-0 in that game. And I think from a Dartford respected a good tie for them. Um, I think they'll have too much going forward to to have any problems against Burgess Hill. They can see goals. Alfie Pavey, I've seen him uh, a couple of times on loan when he was at from Mill. We went to Bromley and all the shot. Quite like his big physical striker and something that Dartford probably needed. And he's he's scoring goals as well, which is absolutely fantastic for them. So I like your dig there that you mentioned about Tony Berman. I don't think they score goals, but maybe he's rectified that with Alfie Pavey in that point of view. But I think that's a good how bad the folks tie is going slow Darth ones on the opposite scale but that's a good tie for them I think Darford if they're organised which they will be and they will create chances I can't see them suffering any any problems down at Burgess Hill we, had, we saw they lost at um, Western a few weeks ago didn't they 3 maybe they've got the, their bad away performance out of them but that's a good one there and Tony Burgess doing a fantastic job tight old division again National League South but all you can do is win your matches and Strikers they've got, they've got goal scorers now. Andy Pugh's a good player, very intelligent player. And Alfie Pavey, I think, probably could play at a different level. I'm surprised Welling let go in the summer because, you know, he's very friendly with Jack Parkinson. He knew him from Maidstone Academy. and He's a big physical striker. And I think um, he could play higher, Alfie Pavey. If he's got his head screwed on, which Tony Burman will make sure he has, he 
Scored goals. Yeah, I, enjoy, I actually enjoyed chatting to to Alfie Pavey as well. He, he seemed like a you know a decent young lad, and and I thought that was quite a claim he made in that interview when he basically said, as far as I'm concerned, we're the best team in this league. Well, I I would agree that they're definitely up there, but looking at the league table, which is so tight, you're having to win every week just to cling on because there's so many teams around there. But whoever puts a run together will do well, and Dartford have got the players there; they can do that. And and I mean, you've got to mention him, Ryan Hayes. Before the game on Saturday, he had a presentation for his 400th game for Dartford. Um, what a what a servant he's been! And I thought on Saturday, we haven't seen a lot of him. I haven't seen a lot of Dartford in the past, but everything good about Dartford came through him. He he drops deep and plays raking balls. He runs at defenders. I mean, Bogner at the back were ropey at times, especially. I mean, they the first goal that Dartford scored um, was they came down Hayes' side down the right. The keeper came out for some reason and conceded the throw in. They took it quickly, got the ball into Pavey. The keeper was back in, but there was nothing he could do about about it. And Ryan Hayes, Tony Bourbon said there that, you know, his only regret is that no one came and snapped him up when he was younger. And from what I saw on, on Saturday, he certainly has got the raw talent that if he'd had full-time coaching, got into the programme, he'd have made it, carved out a decent career for himself. Yeah, you look at Dave Martin, who was, you know, he used to be him on one side and Ryan Hayes on the other. Dave Martin, who's... I think where he is now. He's a Margate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were very similar players, and people went on Dave Martin, maybe because the work rate of Dave Martin can even track back. Ryan Hayes, again, defensive side of the game, probably not be his strong point. But if you if he's on fire in that division, left side or right side, well, he can do. He was obviously left footy, but he used to play on the right as well and cutting in. He will cause problems for him, and he's been a fantastic servant for, for Dartford. And again, he's lucky he's probably had a good manager like Tony Berman, who's believed in him, because you, some of these. If Tony, uh, if he had a different manager, maybe you would have seen in the defensive side of the game that maybe he's not up to um, that part of the game uh, from that point of view. But he, he's got that sort of X factor that you can make a goal out somewhere. And, uh, you know, he's the kind of player you don't really see many much more these days that the old-fashioned winger who can cut across and cause problems. He's, he's an old-fashioned player who's had a fantastic servant for that. And looking back at the National League table, all the sides seem to be scoring a lot of goals in that division at the moment. So, and Dartford, you know, 30 goals. 13 games, then it continued 12. So, some of the top seeds like Braintree as well come down, they've scored a lot of goals as well. So, it looks an entertaining lead the National League South Side. But I think, I still think Duff and Winnie Gale, of course, you go down to seventh for the playoffs as well. They, they should be in there, I think, definitely. Yeah, and, and elsewhere, um, well, in that we said last week they were missing a few players. Well, didn't prove much of a problem because they beat Chippenham 4 0 on Saturday. Um, in really good shape at the moment, Welling, but they, they go to Western themselves on Saturday. And Dartford showed us a couple of weeks ago it's a tough place to go down there, isn't it? Yeah, well, in my Dartford show, yeah, exactly. But again, Dartford, um, Welling have been unbeaten in the last five away games. Um, so, you know, that ex- excellent win against Haven and Waterlooville. Game the momentum's with Welling at the moment as well. Results scoring goals. Maybe more of a solid sort of squad now. They've got the players they've moved on and got players they want to be in. Western, again, Western are one of these sides that, you know, perennial National League South side, never sort of going above too much of, above middle of the table. So, you know what you're going to get down there. Tough game. But again, if, if Welling want to get to the top seven, they want to at least avoid defeat going down there. Yeah, and moving on to the to the Bostick League. In the, in the Premier League, obviously we've already mentioned Margate. Folkestone were beaten at the weekend. Tunbridge were 1-0 winners over Wingate and Finchley on Saturday, um, which is a good result for them. And they go to Hendon on Saturday. There were supposed to be a lot of games in, in the Bostick League on Tuesday night, but uh, there's a rule that if teams get to this sort of stage of the FA Cup, they can cancel their Tuesday night game, which... Margate were really pleased. They were supposed to be at Tooting on Tuesday night. That got called off. So, a bit of common sense from the Bostick League, which is rare. But 
going back to Tunbridge, they they've they've signed Xavier Vidal, um, who's a player I've I've seen at a few clubs, and every time I've seen him play, he looks quite handy. And having lost uh, Damien Scannell last week, that's, that's a bit of a boost for Steve McKim to get him in. Yeah, Xavier Vidal, you know, went to Welling and win him in the National League, scored goals, and he scored four in an FA Cup tie once. So, again, a, a good player, um, probably need a bit more solidity, solidity around him. Uh, but he's got, again, he's got a trick in his locker, really, that can cause problems from that point of view. It's a good signing, I think, for them. Again, Steve McKim should put his arm around him and say, right, you know, maybe build the midfield around him because he could pick a pass. I mean, you've got strikers like Bluden and Elder in there, but they're he can pick a pass for them. But I think it's a good signing for, for Tunbridge. Again, Tunbridge, again, a decent side at home. Struggled a little bit away from home. Um, but uh, I think it's, it's a good signing for them. Again, with Billy Ricky running away with the league at the top, again, he's just trying to move into those playoffs and get some momentum for them. Yeah, and, and the Bostick South, I've just written the words dismal in front of me here. Um, Ramsgate lost 3-0 at Greenwich. Ashford went down 4-2 at Shoreham, who were bottom of the table at the start of play. And Herne Bay lost 6-2 at Whiteleaf. Um, the best I can come up with for you from Tuesday night is that Faversham and Cray had a nil-nil draw, um, which leaves Faversham level with Ashford and Shoreham at seven points um, at the, near the foot of the table. You've only got East Grinstead below them on five. Um, the FA Trophy at the weekend, well, that was a cracking success as well. Ramsgate, Ashford, Herne Bay, BCD, Phoenix and Faversham all out. Um, but Cray did have an 8 0 win against Horsham, which is, is quite a result. And Thamesmead, they'll be very pleased. They beat... Um, unbeaten AFC Hornchurch, who are second in the Bostick North after a replay on Tuesday night. Uh, it was Sittingbourne who beat Ashford. Um, they haven't conceded for nearly 500 minutes now, which is pretty impressive. Um, and Hythe also went through. In the next round, Cray have got Greys at home. Hythe will be travelling to Leatherhead. We talk about them quite a bit. Sittingbourne yeah. are at home to Merstham. And Thameswood have got Brightlingsea Regent. Now, don't, you probably know nothing about Brightlingsea Regent, but they're mid-table in the uh, Bostick Premier. And yesterday, their manager walked out and went to Averley, who are near the bottom in the uh, Bostic North. So I'm guessing there's some some money at, at play in there somewhere on the line. But all in all, the FA Trophy and the Bostic South is just not looking good for our teams at that level, is it? Well, apart from uh, sitting board, of course, we're doing really well. Um, uh, unbelievable season start for the season for them. And again, the stat you said about there, not conceding goals. They're doing really well. But Pavisham, probably they never... Never really wanted to point so much, really. Stops the rot of them. Keeping a clean sheet, which is something that's been lacking this season. But uh, otherwise, you know, we started the pre listen back to podcast one or two on this. We picked up our sides in the um, in the Devon Bostick South, didn't we? We said, oh, they'll always be the right head of the table. But the sides you think would be the Favishams of this world and maybe even Thamesmead, we should see what they can do. And Ramsgate are, are better better than they are producing in the minute. It's been a, it's a strange old division. So only sitting born who I would have probably said wouldn't have been the side to be challenging after a bit of upheaval in the summer, they're the side of the top of the league. So that's not a league football for you. But again, there's a long way to go from this point of view. I just, want to, I just really want to see Favisham get some results from Ray Turner. Maybe. Yeah, and also on the FA Trophy, we should have mentioned that uh, the Boston Premier teams go into the next round as well. Margate will go to Staines. Uh, Tunbridge Angels are at home to Haybridge Swifts. And Folkestone, we've got Leaston. Um, that's those ties are all on October the twenty eighth uh, this weekend um, in the Bostick South. Ashford are at home to East Grinstead, the only team with fewer points than them. Um, Sittingbourne, well, they must be red hot favourites because they go to Shoreham, who are right down the bottom. Faversham go to Hastings, so that's another tricky one for Ray Turner's boys. Rams go home to Horsham. Herne Bay at home to Walton Casuals. Thamesmead are at Chipstead. Phoenix go to Molesey, and VCD host league leaders Lewis. So. 
it could be another week when we're sat here this time next week that we're talking about more disappointment for, t- for those teams. But somewhere someone's got to give, isn't it? We've said before we think that there's only going to be one down. We think it's going to be three up in that league, one down. And they're only being one relegation place at the moment. It does take the pressure of some of these teams. If they want to build, they can. And I saw um, an interview with Lloyd Blackman um, on the Kent Messenger website earlier today where he said that, you know, he wants to blood his young players, but until Ramsgate stopped conceding goals, I mean, that, that was 5-3 on Saturday. You know, until they stopped yeah, conceding they, they, goals. They're the same inside, Ramsgate, but at the wrong end, aren't they, at the moment? So, conceding goals, they've got some good young players. They've got a good academy sort of system as well. They can utilise people like a couple of the Dover Academy players or Ramsgate from that point of view. Yeah, again, it's a learning curve at, at that level for some of these sides from that point of view. And you think, you know, doesn't it gets harder and harder for teams like Favisham, I think, from this point of view. They it's way. It's a difficult place to go to as well. So, yeah, hope, hopefully one week we can think about all our 10 sides in the, the Devon-Bostick South winning some matches, really, and moving up the table because it's not it's, it's grim reading at the moment, unfortunately. It is. It's, it's so frustrating. And the, the thing was, when I was talking to people last night, everyone was in agreement that the Southern Counties East League is su- such a strong league. And, and I said, well, most teams that go up do quite well, but obviously the Ashford are, are the exception at the moment because, because they are struggling. But... There are a lot of teams in the Southern Counties East League who will think they can do well at that next level. And seeing all those teams, the Faversham's and Ashford and Ramsgate struggling, just gives all of them a bit more, hang on, we should be higher up than we are. Do we know how many teams are going to come up? Is it just one up from the Skeppel again? Or we don't really know. They haven't really talked about the um, reorganisation yet, the FA, have they? No, they haven't. I mean, I'm literally just going off little lines I've seen on various league tables I'm looking at when I say that only one team's going to go down. But with extra teams at that level, then there's bound to be more, they're going to need more teams to come up to make up those leagues. Yeah. I, I mean, I know, I think there are talk that they might reduce the size of some of the leagues as well, but as far as I'm concerned, you know, that there are, there has got to be scope for a couple more teams of the scaffold to be making really strong cases to be part of the Bostock League next year. Well, I think we mentioned Sheppey there doing stuff right off the pitch. They, they don't want the fast school situation and saying, oh, only one up for the next while. Because other teams, there are a lot of teams in that division want to get promoted. So from from that point of view, the FA, you know, they said they're going to reorganise the league. They need to sort of sort it out from that point of view because it could give other sides momentum. Yeah, there's two places. We're going to go for it again. Mm. So, you know, hopefully the FA, which we, we have been critical of the past in this podcast, really sort out what's going to go on with this. Absolutely. Well, that's pretty much it for this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show, everyone. It's um, It's been another good week. I've gone out and met some more people and, and People have been coming up to me at games and saying that they enjoy the show, which is really good to hear. Where, where are you this weekend then, Matt? Yeah, I'm at the Big Ken Derby on Saturday, Dover uh, against Bromley. So, um, again, at the moment, it's recorded Wednesday lunchtime. I've got no idea who's going to win it from that point of view. So, I think it should be a, a good game. Maybe a replay again on that point of view. I think uh, I think you're, you're at Margate, aren't they? I think that could be a replay as well. I am, yeah. I've, I've, I'm, I've, funnily enough, I've, I've had a text. I'm going actually to do Margate for Radio Kent as well. So uh, if you're a fan of uh, hearing me and Matt talk, then I'd suggest that Radio Kent on Saturday afternoon will be a good place for you because we'll both be on it, albeit separately. Uh, although we'll probably be uh, about the same distance away as we are now because we're, we're never actually together when we record this, which is very odd. We've never, we've never been in the same room ever, have we? So <laughs> I might say that from that point of view. But again, yeah, again, we'll do a plug for the programme here. On Saturday, every single the Kent game, qualifying round that we report at every single game so if you want to find out what's going on retune your radio to, to Radio Kent and you can find out straight away how many Kent sides we can have in the first round of the FA Cup 
I think you are right, actually, Matt. I don't think we've ever actually been inside in the same room. We normally we've sat next to each other at press uh, in press boxes, which are normally outside. But I don't think we've ever actually sat down inside a room together. So, um, you know, and, and here we are at the moment. You're on your lunch break. I'm on mine, sat in my car. I'm in the passenger seat today because I couldn't actually squeeze in next to the driver's seat. Someone's parked next to me. Uh, so at least we've had a change of scenery. But um, no, it's, it's going to be exciting this weekend. I'm very much looking forward to getting down to Margate again, and you know, being on having the chance to, to talk about it as well. I know a lot of people that, that Radio Kent have, that I've spoken to have said, oh yeah, yeah, you've heard the show. Um, one said, good to see you and Matt reunited. So, uh, knowing full well that... Apparently so, yeah. So, anyway, enough of us prattling on. Um, as I, say, I hope you've enjoyed the show again. Um, as always, you can find us on Facebook at Kent Non-League and follow us on Twitter at Kent NL Podcast. Um, if you're still listening on SoundCloud, that's brilliant. However, you could also download it, download the podcast and take it with you by using iTunes or TuneIn, um, which is a really good little feature. You can just download it and then you can listen to it on the train without using your data, which is, which is really handy. Um, as always, we're, we're delighted to have any feedback. If you want to email us, it's uh, johnphipps81 at outlook.com. If you really want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at johnphipps81 or Matt at Matthew underscore Gerard. I've actually just realised I said that wrong a couple of weeks ago, Matt. And I mean, if there is a underscore Matthew Gerard, I'm sure he's gained one, maybe no followers from this. Um, but I did. I yeah, did. Exactly. As I say, thanks very much for listening. Hope you all have a good week, whatever Kent Long League game you're at. And we'll be back next week to dissect the FA Cup. Um, we are almost certainly going to have someone who was a Kent Long League player and played a massive part in a massive cup upset. Um, a few years ago on the show next week and we will be asking him about that. We can dissect the draw. There's going to be at least one Ken team through. Hopefully there's going to be four or five. But um, it promises to be a cracking weekend of football. Wherever you are, enjoy the game and we'll see you next week.